G'day, welcome. This is going to be a interesting episode. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I've got a blog on the go, seanthebuffer.wordpress.com, and it's uh, sometimes I get a bit confused as as far as did I say something on this podcast or did I write something on the blog. So what I wanted, what I, one of the things I realized was that um, I hadn't actually done a, a blog, uh, sorry, a, a podcast like this, which is covering several of the ideas of stoicism that I found applicable to bodybuilding so far. Um, and I think I've been holding off because the ideas, they, they just keep compounding. There's so much. So the, uh, the blog post I did, which is called Stoic Bodybuilding, uh, it's got five or six ideas then it, and it links to the individual, um, blog or, or sorry, podcast where, where I talk in depth about them. So that's a good resource. It's kind of a living document, I guess, in a way, which is too bad because every time I update it, I don't think it sort of shows up as a new blog to, to people who sort of are, are on WordPress and following the news feeds and that. So unfortunately, I think it gets a bit lost in the mix, uh, which is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do one today. So this will be sort of an overview of a lot of the ideas that have uh, that I've come across and um, and how they relate specifically to uh, to physical improvement. So yeah, there's a lot of ideas uh, to talk about here, and like I say, it's going to evolve over time. But uh, for now, here's here's some really cool ideas. So what I love about Stoic philosophy, it's it's not a religion as such. It's just a way of structuring your life and a way of looking at things that, in order to be as fulfilled as possible, and it's it. While I say it's not a religion, it's probably about as close to a sort of religious philosophy as I guess it's it's on par maybe with like Confucianism and that kind of thing it's just just a way of looking at the world that's it's not it's not spiritual as such but it it manages to accomplish some of the same things that uh, that religion wants to accomplish so um, so interestingly one of the uh, one of the things I actually was listening to it today um, and, and I think it's good because it relates to some other stuff I was talking about. It's funny how some of these ideas come together, right? Sometimes you, you realize something and then you re-realize it. And then as you're developing your, your views on certain things, um, you sometimes come back to ideas you realized before. And now they're even more clear and more, um, I guess they're strengthened in, in your mind as being effective. So one of those, um, uh, it was an uh, an Epictetus quote, and I I won't get it perfect, but he basically said, uh, determine the type of person you want to be, then do what you have to do. So what I love about this is it's calling you to do two things at once. First, figure it out. First, think it through. And I can't remember who the philosopher was. I want to say it was... um, uh, that uh, Aristotle maybe who said the unexamined life is uh, 
an incomplete life, something like that. But this, this, I love this. So determine who, what kind of person you want to be and then do what you have to do. That requires being really harshly honest with yourself sometimes uh, because when you realize, when you stop and look at your actions and your behaviors and when you have the wherewithal to realize, oh, geez, that's not who I want to be, um, then hopefully you can have the humility to fix that. Um, so this is something that... This one idea, um, for one thing, I, I touched upon it early on in this podcast. I think I called it my 10-step process. Um, I've since referred to it as the MAP method, and, and it's essentially this. It's, it, it's an idea I kind of pulled from NLP, which is to realize that the, the map is not the terrain. But if you view your life a bit as, as a map, so what's your desired destination? Where do you want to get to? And where are you currently in relation to that? Um, then you can sort of set out a path. But as with anything, sometimes you will find you're going the wrong direction and you've got a course correct. That's okay. Normally your destination won't change, but your approach might change. Um, and that's the, the way to work toward, it's to learn, to grow. Um, and uh, so this is something also like Jordan Peterson often talks about. He talks about it from the aspect of knowing what your target is. He likes to talk about sports and how, you know, it's deeply ingrained into our culture to have, we, we reward people who are able to hit a precise target, those types of things, which I guess is an interesting idea. Um, it, it just demonstrates... It doesn't really teach us much except from understanding that our desire to have an aim is deeply embedded into us culturally and and um, and psychologically. And then there's this book, Atomic Habits, which talks about that a little bit. And it's it, while it says you know you need a goal, you almost more importantly need to know you need to do the the actions, the small actions that will get you towards that desired result. Um, so, so this is, this is a, um, this is the first idea I, uh, I thought was, is, is incredible. And it sort of underpins a lot of, of stoic philosophy and a lot of basically any kind of, uh, personal philosophy that I think will, help us all be the kind of person we want to be. This will help strip away envy and pride to an extent. Um, and when I say pride, I mean the kind of harmful type of pride, uh, not being like proud of your results, but being uh, gloating type of pride or the kind of pride where you start to lack humility, right? Um so, uh, so yeah, that's the first one is, uh, decide who you want to be and do what you got to do to become that person. The second one, and, uh, probably equally as important, if not, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's right up there anyway. I'm, I'm not going to grade these, but it's a huge one. So this is an idea. I did a whole podcast on it, so I'm just going to briefly touch on it here. But the concept is something, oh geez, I think it was Epic, Epictetus again, who said there's two main uh, 
uh, what did he say? There, there's two things at the at the root of all philosophy, and that is sustain and abstain. So if we can realize where we need to sustain or persevere, however you want to phrase that, and where we need to abstain, where we need to avoid, what indulgences would be best for us to forego at a given moment. Uh, if we can figure that out, then we will be farther ahead than most people. Now, the one of the challenges is with with maintaining that with sustaining this philosophy is that it requires a lot of self-awareness and maybe I should have begun with that because when I think about the maybe the hierarchy of improvement on any specialty on any dimension of life I think it always begins with self-awareness. Uh, that goes back a little bit to the, the map idea I was talking about uh, a moment ago where we need to know where we are. We need to be able to self-assess. We need to be able to continually self-assess, reevaluate. Honestly, not obviously not to the point where we're beating ourselves up, right? Because that's, again, an extreme that becomes unhelpful. But we do need a level of objectivity about ourselves there was a saying that someone said, it might have been young, um, I, I can't remember who it was, but view yourself like a stranger. So see yourself almost as a separate person for a moment. So you can step outside and, and view where you are, what you need to do, what you need to improve upon to be that person. So I think this helps with this one. Uh, I love how well this ties into the idea, the previous idea of knowing who you want to be, what type of person you want to be, and and de deciding how to get there. Big part of that is knowing where to sustain and where to abstain. One of the very first ideas I came across was a quote from the book Daily Stoic, which was "Watch the Wise." And this is a mantra I could really get behind because it it meant so much to me on multiple levels. Watch the wise. So in other words. Find yourself a mentor. Have the humility to learn. That's it. If we can do that, geez, think how much farther ahead we'll be. So maybe second only to self-awareness, I think the key to personal growth in any arena is humility. Short and sweet. Next, uh, we have cut the puppet strings. Now, this is... Wow, this is a big idea. Uh, oof, I don't think I can delve too much into it here. Um, so, puppet strings. We all have puppet strings. Be in denial all you like. Um, that is part of the problem with puppet strings is we don't like to know they exist. We like to hide from the reality that they exist. No one likes... There, there's a quote from, I, I think it was Mark Twain, who said... It's easier to fool somebody than to convince them they've been fooled. Isn't that so true? It's we, we easily see that when we look at others and see, you know, you're being duped here, but they don't see it. They re almost refuse to see it. Guess what? You're the same. I'm the same. We have certain tendencies. We have certain biases. I mean, you kind of need these things to exist. But if we're unaware, if we... 
if we're not aware of what those buttons are we have that people can push, what those strings are that people can tug on, we can easily be manipulated. Uh, this is basically the world of politics. It's all about trying to get power by manipulating people, which is partly why I'm so annoyed that politics has become our, I don't know, what would you say, entertainment? This is where everybody goes. It used to be just kind of a side thing. It's like I, every, people were always passionate, you know, especially in times of real, true hardship. Sorry to break it to you. We're not in times of hardships. We have it pretty good despite all the COVID crap and that, but we have it pretty good, you know. Um, so trying to play the, oh, I'm so oppressed card, you know, my 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 voice is more important than yours because I've had a tougher life or I believe I've had a tougher life or, you know, uh, that that's a quote, I think, from Lebr LeBron James or Oprah Winfrey, who have been so utterly repressed. Oh, they, they had to, you know, they didn't have any success because, you know, the, the odds were stacked against them. Uh, okay, okay. Um, clearly, that's an example of somebody having their well, it's a clear example of both people using the puppet strings and people being victim of the puppet strings, you know. Um, if if your worldview is, is that, is that, you know, there's... Actually, you know what? And I know I didn't want to get, get too much into this, but there was, there was a case in Canada here a while back, uh, months ago. I don't know how it resolved. I didn't really follow it too much. But basically, it was, uh, it was a lady named Lindsay Shepard, and... She was, she had decided that for one of her classes, again, I, forgive me the details, I have them off. She was a teaching assistant and she decided to show a clip of Jordan Peterson to her class. I'm not quite sure the reasoning. Uh, I, I think it was, it was an exercise from what I understand in critical thinking. So you could say, okay, this is a person who's fairly prominent. He's a professor in a university um, and this is his stance make of it what you want. Critical thinking, that's what critical thinking is about, right? She got dragged into a meeting, told that she was essentially uh, brainwashing the the students with claims of uh, or teaching them rhetoric of someone equal to Hitler, and uh, uh, that this, this was unacceptable. Um, you know, she asked, so how many how many complaints were they there? And they refused to answer. They're like, oh, that's confidential. The number of complaints. It turned out they, they admitted there were zero formal complaints. So this was just the this group of people deciding to be triggered and, and take take out their anger on her. Okay, so here's where the interesting thing. They used their power of to to attack this girl um, to on behalf of the powerless essentially. Isn't that a strange thing? This, this idea that people are trying to claim power in the name of powerlessness and then force that down like oppressively to stop oppressiveness. That's what these people are doing and they're blind to it. Again, this is the idea behind the, the puppet string idea. Be aware be aware that someone is always trying to pull your pull your strings, 
push your buttons, whatever you, however you want to phrase it, being aware. Now, why is that important in terms of bodybuilding? As much as we don't like to admit it, there are lots of fitness, diet, everything, ideologies. And I see a lot of people who are stuck in one philosophy to the extent that they refuse to be open to other things. Now, as I said, I'm no different. For example, if Vince Del Monte says he could come out with a great new program that, you know, will, will revolutionize the industry. And I would personally be hesitant to give him a dime. Well, cause that's what he, that's my opinion of him is that he's just a, a shyster who out to make a buck who, um, you know, so because I have no respect for him and I've had bad dealings with him in the past in terms of he, he kind of ripped me off. Um, I would have a hard time uh, accepting anything from him, no matter how good it is. That being said, he did introduce me to Ben Pakulski, who I do have a lot of respect for. So I guess there's that. But that being said, uh, the point is that when we get so, when we're unaware of those things. So I, I, I guess to my credit, <laughs> I'm sort of aware of that which might help me. So if he comes, if I, I know he won't, but let's say he comes out again with this revolutionary thing and I'm hesitant, maybe at least I'll realize where my biases lie. So I'll, I'll have the humility to accept, oh, maybe he has something to offer there. So that, that's basically the idea there. So there's another concept again, I think it came from the Daily Stoic book. And, and it was an abstraction of something one of the Stoic philosophers said. I'm not sure. I think it might have been Seneca. But anyway, um, the idea is that conditional happiness is an unreachable horizon. And this was meaningful to me, partly because I, you know, I heard something similar from Jonathan Haidt's book, The Happiness Hypothesis, which essentially is suggesting that if we only allow ourselves to be happy in certain conditions, we'll never be happy. Um, true happiness, the natural way it occurs, is by making progress, seeing progress in our lives. That's the, the natural way it occurs. And if we don't accept that, if we don't allow ourselves to enjoy those uh those small landmarks in our progression, then basically we're, we're condemning ourselves to never being happy, never feeling fulfilled. So just be aware that making progress towards a goal is almost more rewarding than actually reaching it. And this is why we almost always need to shuffle up our goal a little bit. Uh, when I say always, I mean... A good time frame seems to be about every three months, um, give or take, right? And set a new goal, but but enjoy the process of getting there. Okay, I'm going to finish this out with sort of a new one. This was a uh, something I heard yesterday while 
while working my way through the uh, some of the Stoic ideas, and this is the idea of training. I liked it because training is, obviously, we can easily associate that with fitness. Um, but basically, it's the idea of training versus competition. So when we view every encounter in our lives as a battle or a competition or a challenge, a competition, sorry, then the stakes are quite high. We need to fight, we need to win or die, basically. Whereas if we view it as training for battle, say, or training for... Because honestly, most situations in life aren't battle. So why do we have to have such high stakes? Why don't we try to view them as training ground for that? An opportunity for growth. Then what happens is we tend to not demonize other people quite so badly. Because guess what? They're training too. So this is an idea. And and I think it ties in well to the idea of fitness too. Because again, when we're training, we're in preparation mode, right? We're not, we're training for the competition, for the event, for the uh, demonstration of our abilities, but it, that is not the demonstration, right? So, um, so I, I really like this idea of separate in your mind is the, the training from the battle. Okay, I think that'll do it. Hopefully there was some fun ideas in here for you. Like I said, uh, this is this is a list that's probably going to grow. Um, I'm going to link to the blog post that this is referring to, and that's something that's much easier for me to update, of course, than a podcast. So, uh, so if you liked it, check it out. Okay, later.